Welcome back to the Heroes Dive Podcast. This is Sam, the Game Master, and I hope you enjoyed the holiday weekend. I actually got the chance to see a bunch of family at a wedding and had a lot of fun listening to my mom explain to all of our relatives what this is, because in general, they kind of knew what a podcast was and were definitely baffled by the term Game Master. In any case, her efforts were appreciated, and I guess this is a request to be a little bit more like my mom and tell all your cousins from upstate New York about us. Word of mouth is huge for us. It's one of the best ways to get new ears, as are ratings and reviews on your podcast platform of choice. So please, if you haven't already, do that. But for now, sit back and listen to The Heroes Die. So here's a question for you all. When you're with your family, does your behavior around alcohol change in a way that you're willing to discuss on the record? No. Mine took a pretty wild bent for for the different uh, last year Mm -hmm. um, when I got hospitalized because I drank a hole through my stomach. But (laughs) it's now that I've cut that out. Yeah, I drink more water uh, around around my family now, I guess you could say. Okay, uh, Ben, perhaps that wasn't the most sensitive question. (laughs) No, you were asking about the on the record, so I kind of cleared the way for everyone, don't worry. It doesn't really sound like it changed around your family. You drank a hole through your stomach? (laughs) Not really the question, Ben. (laughs) That was more like what you were doing when you were left your own devices. (laughs) Uh, Ben, yeah, Hearing what Morgan's saying, I do have you down as a no, not really. Um, water when it's water, alcohol when it was alcohol. Yep. Anybody else? Mine doesn't really. I I, I drink. I drink. I, mine doesn't really. My 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 family is um, relatively easygoing around that stuff. Though I guess with my mom, when I first visit my mom, particularly when I was living further away from her than I do now, the first night that I got home would almost invariably involved two bottles of Pinot Grigio and uh, late night chat up until about two o'clock in the morning. That's nice. That's really nice. Yeah, that's very yeah. nice. Yeah. My poor mother does not drink that much, um, but has definitely collected me from the sidewalk more than once. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I have heard those stories. So we, very good. So we, we've, uh, so my relationship with alcohol doesn't change doesn't change much when I'm hanging out with her because she's seen it. She's seen it at its at its uh, sloppiest, and so I don't get that sloppy anymore. So it's all good. <laughs> I think my parents have been drinking the exact same way together since I was like since I I can remember. Um, and so I slot into that routine. It's only beer, uh, or for my mom and dad, wine. But I don't drink wine, so uh, for me, it's just beer. You don't drink wine like at all? No. No, I just don't really like it very much. I don't really yeah. either. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Ben, was that loved? Yeah, love. Well, no, I still do. Did the mic Think drop? About day in, day out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it just gets very regular around cheese crackers, chips, and salsa. That's how my drinking behavior changes around my family. I, I completely understand. My, my dad and stepmother are pretty specific about a cocktail at 5 p.m. It is almost always a cocktail, and they almost always open a bottle of wine with dinner. Harold? Yeah, I mean, I don't have any specific habits around my parents, but my mom has habits. And 
specifically what she does, it, well, she lives in Argentina, um, where she's where we're from, and um, what she does is first of all she insists on champagne, and secondly she's always on the hunt for the champagne with the with what she calls the finest bubbles. So she wants the smallest possible bubbles in her champagne, and she insists that this is the mark of quality. That's um, fucking so she, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, she'll like, like be looking at those champagne and just like, we commenting about son tantinas. <laughs> they like, they're so fine. These bubbles. Um, the second thing that she does is that when she finds one, when she lets she likes, she will buy multiple cases of them, not because she'll drink them all at once, but because she'll drink them for the next two years. Um, and then she'll find something new and move on to that one. But so she uh, buys wine like a smart adult. I guess. I dig it, man. I think like, yeah, you find something you like and you buy a bunch of it and then you have it for a while. I, or I not very that. long at all in my case. Yeah, my experience. That depends on your relationship with it. <laughs> so I visit like in three week spurts. So I will have nothing but the same kind of champagne every night with dinner for three weeks straight and i don't know how she does it for two years it's it's intense some variety is nice i think that's awesome only champagne does sound intense natalie and i made french 75s for new year's which i had never had before but was Mm -hmm. her sort of like favorite festive cocktail and Mm -hmm. that shit is deadly uh, yeah it is yeah they're awesome that's the drunkest i've ever been with my dad holy (laughs) shit yeah that gin gets in there and you don't know you do not know it's there Gin and champagne. Gin, champagne, simple syrup, and lemon juice. Woo! Yeah, deceptive. That sounds like a great time, but it also sounds like a real bad time. (laughs) I would say that there's a lot of truth in what your mom says. Because, yeah, yeah, the the fineness of the carbonation in champagne is actually determined by whether or not they use the traditional method of fermentation or it's mass-produced. Right, right, right. Because, like, traditional... French champagne. I, th- I think it's literally called like the uh, like the the French tradition or like the, the official mm-hmm. tradition. I can't even remember the term. But instead of fermenting it in whatever vessel you normally have, like stainless steel vats or whatever, uh, what makes champagne unique is that when it's pretty close to done, then they add a little bit of priming sugar into the the actual bottle that they're going to consume so it in. Yeah, right. And cork it. And then that fineness of bubbles um, comes because the substance is trapped in a glass bottle with this super, super, super likable kind of sugar that the remaining yeast digs a lot and produces super fine carbonation. So to get that, it's like a whole secondary fermentation that you have to do. Um, so it frequently is a mark of quality. I completely she, believe it. I, th- I think that the uh, smallest, finest germ farts that have yeah, ever existed. Yeah, possible. <laughs> Morgan, what about you? I mean, uh, my parents know that I'm pretty into a lot of different kinds of booze. So I think over the course of my young adulthood, it's become a point of connection where they'll be Mm -hmm. like, oh, cool. We're going out to a restaurant. We hear they have craft beer. And we'll (laughs) we'll, uh, have a couple of beers. Island is on Yeah. Oh, an IPA. Um, But I appreciate it, you know, because they don't they don't really care. They my mom doesn't really drink much. My dad will probably have a couple drinks a week. Um, and he usually usually drinks like uh, whiskey, scotch, or Budweiser. Um, yeah. Something pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, but I appreciate that, yeah, when I'm in town, they're like, our son's into special booze. So we'll, we'll try and connect with him on it. So, yeah. 
That's cool. Yeah. I like that. I like that's that. It's a nice a story. Yeah. So last week. Ben, do you want to get, get in here one last time? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I can't really bookends that. I don't want to ruin the mode, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My family's like, ah, put the bottles away. Ben's coming home for the weekend. <laughs> it used to be a point of connection. Now it's a point of annoyance. Yeah. <laughs> like, ah, I wonder if our son's going to kill himself again. <laughs> um, to be clear, I'm glad you're alive, Ben, and I didn't realize that that's why you were hospitalized. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you're alive too. I'd like to point out that I'd like to point out that Morgan and I said that very sincerely, and Cole and Will, I, I, I was applying. I was applying the thank you to to not him being like, "I'm glad you're alive," but to I didn't know that's why you were in the hospital. Thank you, <laughs> yeah. and I couldn't get past that. I'm sorry. I'm also glad that Ben is alive because it would have been really hard to recast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, gang. So you guys are at the Hofton Mill. You had a bit of a dust up with an air method that you handled quite quickly. And you've just seen a spider attack a disturbance that Leighton made with prestidigitation on its web. You're in the workroom of the mill. The garden lies beyond the doorway that you're standing in front of. What do you do? Well, as we discussed before, we're leaving and not bothering these spiders. So onwards with the rest of the adventure. Okay. Uh, yeah. What do you, so, so what does that look like? <laughs> uh, this is a, this, I think I have a player to player question because I'm down with that as both a player and a character, I think, but is that, what we wanted to, or was that our joke because spiders are scary? I think Sven would be fine with leaving spiders be in the garden. He has enough grasp of the natural world around him to understand that that's, a, that's an acceptable place for spiders to be. And what about the Miller's family? <laughs> well, but as far as we know, the, the Miller's put the spiders there. I mean, these pumpkins, they grow beautifully. Perhaps it's because pestilence is kept away from the away by the spiders we can you imagine if we ruin their whole scheme with the fertilizer of the spiders they come back and we've stomped them into the ground i want to talk about ecosystems for a second i don't but i do agree that we shouldn't kill the spiders right now the door is open while you're having this conversation that seems true (laughs) eugene you said you wanted to speak to the spiders all right so the door has been open while you guys had this conversation and this is the spider that you saw. It is iridescent and about the size of a mastiff. Oh, dear. That is not a normal garden spider. It looks um, up at you and you see its little like throat fingers or whatever those are. Mandibles. <laughs> Interesting. Throat fingers. I think I'm not like that. Uh, and it looks at you. Roll for initiative. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Now see here, spider. Cool. Oh, great. (laughs) All right. Everybody's in an initiative. We've got Leighton at 17, Eugene at 14, Sven at 10, Andruk at 9, The Professor at 6. Unfortunately, 
We've got a river spider here coming in at a spicy 27. That river spider, having descended on the web, lashed out, finding nothing there, starts smelling around, looking around for you all. Y'all are having a conversation as you dally by the door. It sees you over there. It's coming for you. Bent ass to it just in the door, speaking inwards to his friends. <laughs> It is going to spend an action to spits web at Sven. Sven, I'm going to roll to hit here. Ooh, that's pretty good, buddy. That's a 24 to hit. Oh, yeah, that, that'll hit. Okay, you have been affected by a web trap. Yeah, I would say getting hit by a web is being affected by <laughs> You are immobilized and stuck to the doorframe, right? You're leaning in and then... And it'd be like you ricochet back, slam up against the doorframe, and you are stuck there. It then runs up to you and is going to take another attack. <laughs> that is an 18 to hit. Uh, that will miss. 18 misses. Holy! I mean, unless uh, any of the does any of like the immobilization from being webbed up. Uh... None of these words are capitalized or underlined, so I don't think they are official conditions. Immobilized is a condition, but it just means you're not allowed to move. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it means that you're flat-footed taking a minus two to a C. It doesn't say that in there, no. Svend has jukes. Alrighty, that is the river spider's turn. Fires out at Sven, stinks him to the wall, moves over to him, takes an attack almost. I have to think, what's your AC, dude? 19, it was close. 19 at second level. My God. Mm -hmm. I'm trained. Trained. I'm fucking That's that's fucking, that's so hot, dude. Trained in beef. It's your turn. What are you going to do, buddy? First off, I'm going to roll a knowledge check. Rolling a knowledge check. All right. Give me a knowledge. Nature. Uh, 19. 19. That's pretty good. What do you want to know? Um... So, but it is, a, I know it's a natural spider. Like it is not like a mutant spider. Yes. Right. You recognize a hunting spider. Venomous? Is venomous. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, then seeing that my buddy has been snagged up by it, Leighton is going to use his second two actions, reach out and say, oh, Sven, prepare for the fangs um, and cast Forbidding Ward on you, uh, so plus one to AC and saves against the spider. Plus one to AC and saves against the spider, heard, heard. One other thing that you'll know with that 19 is that, in, particularly in light of the wasps from last week, this is this doesn't belong here. This is a hunting spider. There's nothing to hunt in here, right? Like, this is- Yeah, if it's a river spider, it should be feasting on fish, one would think, normally. (laughs) That is is, uh, what they are called on the token, but its official name is Hunting Spider. They like larger game, right? They're pretty stoked to see you having been snacking on uh, wasps for the last however long. Can you imagine a mastiff-sized spider just subsisting on little tiny bugs? It's hungry, I bet. Pandas eat bamboo. That is your turn. Are you taking it another action? You got, that was two. That's all three. Recall knowledge and then two to cast. Check, check, check. All right, Eugene, it's your turn. What's up? Um, Eugene is going to, well, uh, can I roll nature on this as well? Yes, absolutely. That's a one on the die. All right. That's a, a seven, I guess. Now, you're over there trying to see if it has eight legs or six legs. 
Yeah, that's Eugene's vibe. Cool. Technically, it's an insect. Have a look under the carriage, see if this guy's a male or a female. So, yeah, Eugene's going to peer down, look at it, and be like, guys, definitely a river spider. (laughs) Um, And, I mean, I guess, can I spend another action to roll again? Yeah. No, no, you can't. After failing a recall knowledge, you just don't know right now. Bummer, 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 bummer. Um, what's the easiest path to get eye to eye with it, Sam? What are you looking to do? Like, you just want to be adjacent to it? Uh, yeah, without any kind of height disparity. Ah, your elevation is the same on the floor of the mill or on the floor of the garden. Okay. That's just one to one. And you can walk through Sven to your south 10 feet to get to an open adjacent square. Killer. So I'll go here, and then can I step out to here? Yeah, absolutely. Great. Eugene's going to attempt diplomacy. Alrighty. So Eugene's going to be like, hey, big guy, you look like you're a little far from home. And that is a bummer. As a dude who has been far from home many a time, it can be a real downer when you're lost. Maybe you and I could take a walk and find you a nice, cool stream to bask in. And I'm going to roll. That's another one on the die. <laughs> Instead, he swore at him in spider. <laughs> you say this all just staring deadly at this, this While the entire time was just taking four fingers and saying it like this. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're going to say that that's, that's two three, actions. Right? Yeah, that's three. Well, knowledge move and then this. Yep. Uh, yep. Knowledge move and then this. I really do have to take a longer look at those diplomacy rules. That is no, Eugene's don't. turn. <laughs> Sven, you're up. What are you going to do? Uh, Sven is first going to try to break free. So he's going to try an escape check here. Yep. Uh, I believe I can use unarmed attack, acrobatics, or athletics. Is that right? Sounds right to me. Alrighty. I'm going to try a little strengthy athletics to flex a bust out of this. Oh, fuck. Nope. Uh, probably an 11. Not going to do it. 11. Not going to do it. Tell me what that looks like. Um... Well, yeah, Sven's uh, priding himself in his in his masculine build uh, is just literally going to try to flex out of it. Uh, he's he's been around a spider web before and doesn't find it to be too strong. Uh, he's he's quickly um, embarrassed by this. Can I can I try the same type of check again? Escape is a one. It take, only takes one action, so yeah, you can try again. Okay, so but yeah, I can I can repeat. Cool. So this time, Sven is going to start thrashing around a little bit more aggressively. Oh, Ben, I will mention this. It is an attack. Escaping is an attack. So you're taking the iterative attack penalty on this. Oh, okay, okay. So if that changes what you want to do, if you'd rather swing at it or something like that, you can. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. I'll I'll still try to swing out, uh, given this. So to, to try to like bat the web off of you or something? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, again, full body thrash uh, with this one. And that's going to be a uh, 22. 22 with the negative? Yes. You wrote a 27? Oh, no, wait. No, my to hit is plus nine. Right. And then you take the iterative. Oh, right. No, penalty. minus four. Oh, yeah. Minus four. So mm-hmm. plus four. Yeah. Okay. 20. Sorry. It went from 22 to 20. Yes. I think it should go from 22 to 20, or sorry, from 22 to 17. So I rolled a 16. Is a sickle an agile weapon? 
He's not. He's not rolling his sickle. He's he's doing an unarmed. Dis- he's rolling okay. athletics. Well, if I'm rolling athletics, then it's just seven. No, yeah. sorry. So so here's the deal. If you're rolling athletics, you st- no matter what you are adding to this, no matter what skill you're using, escape still has the attack attribute. So the die rolls and your modifiers function like it were an attack. Oh, I see. I see the attack there. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. 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 So if my athletics is seven and I'm using that. I want to say it counts as agility because you can use any option of unarmed attack, acrobatics, or athletics. And so unarmed attacks are agile. And I don't see why the other two wouldn't, but they're not typed in that way because they're just skills, you know? Mm -hmm. No, that makes sense. Uh, I'm I'm down to to give you that uh, to take a minus four to this, but if you're using athletics, it was plus seven on the first one. It'll be plus three on this one to whatever you rolled on the die. Okay, so nineteen. I rolled a sixteen. Nineteen? Yes. Fucking a, dude. Nineteen is gonna get you out of there, dude. You are no yes. longer immobilized. Sick. Good. And then I'm going to use my last action to uh, get some fucking cover behind this wall. He's gonna step back. Last action to move, Andrew. It's your turn. Yeah, I think that the first thing I'm going to do is is try to heal Ben with battle medicine. So I'm trying to hit a 15 here on the die. It's a three on the die, so we're getting off to a good start today. Real quick, um, is this is this ability a uh, feat that you took at this level? Yeah. I that, like battle medic or something like that? Yep. All right, cool. So that allows you to do it as, yep, in a, as a single action in, in combat. Um, and then after that, I will draw my bow and move action. Yeah, uh, and probably take two two steps back. All right. So tried to heal, failed. Draw a bow, move, move ten feet to your west. Excellent. The professor moves to act, but right before he does, he has a heart attack. Another spider. Jutes up. Crawls up beside her. Right next to Eugene. <laughs> and is going to take an attack. That is a natural one on the first attack. Obviously a fail. And on our second, that is a 12 to hit. Think that that is a fail. Correct. The other river spider, it's not their turn. So that is a move, attack, attack, does not hit. The professor, it is now your turn. Okay, the professor is going to... Uh, this is a door here, Sam? That is a window. Is it open? No. It doesn't uh, look like it would be easy to open. That's a shame. And this is a wall here, then, too, huh? Uh, I don't know where here is, Rudy. Do you mind describing? It's the uh, brown sectional next to the spider. That is the double door, so those doors are open. They are open. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so the professor is going to uh, step down south one square uh, in between Andruk and the spiders for a move action. Oh, fuck. Damn it. But the spell is two actions. I don't want to be in the way of Andruk. What a drag. I think you can hit probably both of the spiders, I would guess. No, no. What I'm saying is I don't want to end my turn in your way. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sam, with this, li- with this line that I've drawn illegal from that corner of his space through the right. two spider spaces. Uh, w- what are you trying to do here? I would like to hit one of these spiders with a spell if you, I can. You can do it from there. 
I can. Yeah. So the professor um, angles a uh, ray of enfeeblement. That's a 21 to hit. 21 is a hit, no matter what kind of corner they're standing behind. So then, Sam, then you do a fortitude save. Fortibrunch? Give you a quick fortibrunch? No problem. Easy for me. I'm not looking for it while I talk. There it is. Oh, that's a 22, though. Oh, that sucks. Does nothing happen? Uh, let me see. Uh, no, uh, the uh, spider is enfeebled one. Enfeebled one. So that's taking a minus on all the important shit. On everything strength-based. Yeah. What happens if I fail? Uh, if you failed, it becomes enfeebled two. Oh, my God. And this is instead of the ray of enfeeblement that did strength damage, which affected your score instead of your modifier. I mean, yeah, just a simpler system and still a really good spell. Props to Paizo. That is the end of round one, uh, the top of round two here. It is the first river spider's turn. It is enfeebled one, but other than that, it is undamaged. It sees Eugene, who just cursed at it in uh, spider talk, and is going to lash out. That is a 22 to hit. It's got to be pretty good. Yeah, it hits. That is four points of damage. Cool. And I'm going to need a fortitude save because you have been exposed to a hunting spider venom. Okay. So for my second druid feat, I did take poison resistance. So I have uh, a plus one status bonus um, on any saving throws related to it. And I think it's also uh, my poison resistance is equal to half my level. So one. Okay, but cool. Yeah. So, yeah, roll that die. Hell yeah. Natural immunity, brother. Oh, here we go. Here comes another one. Third time's a charm. Ah, yeah, you can't make this up. Um, that's going to be an 11. An 11 is a fail. Oh. I've it isn't working. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't take hold yet. A very good, very cool feat to take, and I'm sorry that it didn't work out this time. You are going to take six points of damage, and you six are six more points. Six more points of poison damage, and you okay. are flat-footed for one round. Oh, brutal! But not poison. You are currently poisoned. You're under the effects of hunting spider venom, which will continue to tick. This is okay. something, and I've been getting torn up on the boards for this. But this is something that I got wrong last time. Uh, <laughs> what boards? No, I love the idea. <laughs> I haven't gotten banned like Rudy. Negative <laughs> reaction to that. <laughs> um, so yeah, the this is a, a new mechanic that we're going to be trying to play correctly today. Morgan, um, if you want to look up poison mechanics, you'll see the general gist of it. But regardless of whether or not you're exposed again, you're going to continue to roll on this at a certain as certain time periods pass. Cool. Um, if you continue to fail, then you will continue to take damage. Other things will happen. Unlike disease, this poisons generally have a duration, right? A maximum duration as opposed to disease that just gets worse and worse and worse. So um you know that you want to save on it eventually so that you stop taking damage if you are re-exposed you will have to do a new fortitude save but you will not 
um, immediately advance on the track. That is my understanding. Cool. That is uh, the River Spider's first turn. Uh, for its second turn, it's going to lash out at Eugene one more time. That is going to be uh, not super good. That's going to be a 12 to hit. Miss. Miss. For its last attack, it's just going to shoot some web over at Andruk. That is a 17 to hit Andruk. It's a miss. Nice. Fuck you, spider. Fuck you, spider. Fucking eight legs. Indeed, Leighton, it is your turn. What are you going to do? Leighton is going to take a move action over towards Sven and grab his hammer. Right, because the hammer is the non-magical one then. Is that correct? That's correct. Grab his hammer and say, You gotta get in there! Squish the bugs! Um, And grabs onto the hammerhead and casts magic weapon. So it's now a plus one striking hammer. So plus one to hit, and you roll double the damage dice on a hit. Hell yeah. Oh, that's such a cool spell. Large, dude. It's a very good spell. Two action spell? (laughs) Two action spell. Cole, is that on the divine list? Yeah. Dude, that is dope, dude. I, I, well done. Quick, quick time here. I really like the striking as opposed to plus one flaming or whatever. Like, I I think that the addition to, I I think that separating plus one to hit from a cool extra die is a a nice touch here. Eugene, it's your turn. What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, Eugene is going to cast um, Magic Fang on himself. Mm-hmm. Um, his claws are going to become like talons. Mm-hmm. Uh, series of threes. And then um, he's going to make an attack at the spider to his northeast on the diagonal. Attack of the spider to the northeast. Heard. Mm-hmm. Swipe attack away. Attack of the spider to the northeast. Rated R. That's a natural 20 on the die. That's big, dude. That's big. And if I may say, kind of necessary right now. It would have been a lot cooler on the diplomacy checks just to see what would have happened. But now he's going to cut up some fucking spiders. Um, Let's roll some damage. So that's five plus my strength mod. uh, Seven points of damage. Seven points of damage. That spider is feeling seven points of damage. So that was Uh-oh. action attack. Is there another thing in there? I was just going to attack again. Yep. Excellent. Let's see it. Here we go. Okay. So 17 on the die. Minus 5 would be 12. Plus his bonuses is 6. 18 to hit. 18 to hit. Is a hit. Yeah. All right. Damage. Nice job. Four. There's a max. So that's going to be eight plus my strength mod for 10 points of damage. 10 points of damage. Hell yeah. Yeah, tell me what it looks like, Morgan. Fucking A, Yeah, so Eugene is pissed. He tried to reason with this fucking spider. He used some nice words. He thought that they might have had a bond, and this thing poisoned him. So he's just like, fucking dick. Smash, smash. Just right in the eyes. Right in the eyes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm assuming it caught brain. Yeah, cop brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I totally cop brain. Oh, no. Oh, no, uh, dude. Yeah, I was killing the spider. Cop brain went down <laughs> real easy. 
Next up is Sven. Sven, the druid in there is showing you up. You're hiding behind a corner. What are you going to do? Yeah, I'm going to step five foot in, feeling empowered. Uh, that Leighton's juiced up my, my hammer. Uh, and I'm going to take a couple of swings at him here. Now, Sven has stepped five feet to the south, facing That's the spider one on one. Ooh, that'll be a 20 to hit. 20 to hit is a hit. Yes, yes. Let's That's go double pop. damage. Right, Cole? Uh, you just, whatever your base die is, roll two of them and add your normal mod. Nice. Okay. Beep, beep, beep. Uh, that'll be uh, for uh, 12 points of damage. Nice. 12 points of Excellent. damage. There we go. Excellent. We got a fighter. And then now. coming through again with the sickle <laughs> uh, for 21 to hit. 21 is a hit. Yes. And that will be for uh, nice six points of damage. He's got a hammer. Excellent. Awesome. (laughs) Yes, but he does believe in fair wage for fair work. Bootstripes. Everybody should have them. (laughs) Everybody should pull themselves up by then. (laughs) (laughs) You don't got bootstraps? Get bootstraps. And Sven, tell me what that looks like. Yeah. Nice. Um, Yeah, just wheeling the corner, he like, yeah, takes out the thing's legs uh, with, yeah, does like a sweeping attack with the hammer, takes out its legs. And then just like brings the sickle down straight through its head. Gets brain. Gets brain. Good, you caught brain. I'm sorry, but I caught brain. (laughs) You're trying to take prisoners, that's my bad. (laughs) Nicely done. The spiders in the garden are dead. What do you do? Don't tell the millers that's for sure in case they wanted them there. Oops. Uh, Let's, uh, I want to head out into the garden and check it out. I love a good pumpkin. Yeah. Do you think this would be, it would be fair to say that's the largest spider you've all ever seen? I think I'm just going to say it's the largest spider I've ever seen. Yeah, that's going to be a good story. The largest river spider, certainly. There are larger spiders. I, I fought 10 of them in the Mwangi Expanse. Now, that was back when I was still using my muscles to fight. But, you know, as an older gentleman now, I resort more to my magical abilities. But there were 10 of them, 10 of them all at once. <laughs> Leighton watches the professor walk past him out the garden saying this and says, I must hear that story one day and follows behind. Uh, give me some perception checks. Can I also detect magic on the garden? You cast the spell, and you do not detect magic. 24 20. perception. 24 perception. perception. 17. 105 15. perception. Heard. Um, you find some really nice-looking tomato plants and some very large, like, prize-winning pumpkins and nothing else. <laughs> little, bl- little blue ribbons on the pumpkins. I mean, these do look like show pumpkins. Have I told you that my 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 dad? So my parents were divorced, right? And my mom lived in Hartford, and my dad lived in Durham, Connecticut, which hosts the Durham Fair, which is the country's largest volunteer-run agricultural fair. It's a town of about five thousand people, and a quarter million people come through it for the Durham Fair. I mean, it it's insane. I mean, they it it is like over two hundred thousand people come to this agricultural fair that takes place over acres and acres and acres and acres. And I thought it was like the coolest thing in the world, right? Does your old man do anything at the fair? My they would my stepmother and my dad would volunteer at the Democratic Party's booth. Uh, and that was that was what they did. 
popular um, part of the fair. They are both more <laughs> radical than the Democratic Party, firmly, but that they were involved in local politics to that degree. Anyway, one of the things they had was show pumpkins. Oh, wow. And they would have pumpkins that w- that had to be brought in on forklifts. I mean, like wow. 500 pound pumpkins that were like four and a half feet across and three feet tall. I mean, like pumpkins that as a child, I was like, oh, I could fit in that. That was how I gauged wow. how big they yeah. were. It was It was absolutely wild. So yeah, you find these pumpkins, you find these tomatoes, you seem to have cleared out the threats of the Hofton Mill. What's up next for y'all? It seems like an ideal place. Perhaps we could grab a few seats on these pumpkins and crack that strongbox open. That sounds killer. Yeah, let's crack it. Indeed. You pull out the strongbox. It can is- Can I do a thievery check to, sorry. It's locked up tight. You can absolutely do a thievery check if you'd like. Uh, natural 20, finally. Uh, so that'll be 28 total. 28 total? Yeah, so you bend over, I imagine, sort of, uh, the professor begins to move towards it just a little bit, cracking his knuckles, and you bend over it, and you pop it open. You lift the lid, you find 110 silver pieces, and an assortment of jewelry and other heirlooms worth 14 gold pieces, as well as a dancing scarf. Well, I really should definitely put Dancing Scarf Pathfinder uh, if you're searching that in Google. Every time. Every time. It's what Chrome now tells me. Do you mean Dancing Scarf Pathfinder? (laughs) It's wild. It's so good. To read the flavor text here and description of the garment mechanically, this long and billowing scarf is typically woven of silk or sheer fabric and adorned with bells or other jangling bits of shiny metal. It grants a plus one item bonus to performance checks to dance. To activate it, you interact with it. Requirements? On your most recent action, you succeeded at a performance check to dance. So you have to have already been dancing successfully in order to activate it. That is kind of neat. So you get better at it with the dancing scarf. In any case, that is what you have found in the Hofton's strongbox. Well, it's too bad there wasn't any information about where they've gone. Best to put it back. It would have been weird to leave a note, though, right? Like, that would have been a weird thing to do. Well, there could have been a deed to an alternative home. Yeah, could have been. There are plenty of legal paper trails that one can use to track people down when they go missing. Fear not, Andrew. Uh, so I think this scarf will make get, get a nice price at the, at the market if we want to, you know, take it into town. We, that would mean we just broke into their house and stole their items, right? That, we're that all is cool exactly with that. What that no, we are not all cool with that at all. <laughs> it doesn't seem that way. Uh, Fortunately for us, we're all chaotic neutral. We don't even know what belongs to them is all I'm saying. Well, I mean, it did have all of those Josh Hartnett stickers on the outside. It could have been the air method. You don't know. Could have brought it in with him, put up all the Josh Hartnett posters. Really made themselves at home. This is true. Yeah, I, li- I like this line of argument. Uh, it doesn't have his name on it, so how do we know it's not his? This is good. Perhaps we should leave a letter on top of the strong box explaining who we are and what we came here to do, and why we deserve this. Miller scarf. comes back. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, they are fine. I just thought I would look really good in it. I'm certain that that is true, Andrew. I, I just don't think it is ours to take without the permission of someone. 
So what are you going to do with the strong box if you don't take the stuff out of it? Do you leave it here? Bury do you bring it. it with you to protect it? What do you do? Yeah, that's a good idea. We take it with us, and if should we find the Millers, then it's like, hey, we got this for you. If you want to leave us a nice little finder's fee, you know, perhaps a nice scarf will do or something. Not that we know what's in the box or anything at this point. <laughs> <laughs> then we leave it to their free will to you know, decide whether or not we deserve this. Sven hears God's voice in his head. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> Can so, I? Oh, sorry. I want to ask one question. Um, remember when there's the group dancing and everyone was becoming like hypnotized by them or whatever? Did we ever actually figure out what the source of the like hypnotism was? Like we knew that their dance was causing it, but they didn't know they were doing it. Their Did music was causing them to dance. The but music they that the the griffs or whatever Griggs. Griggs. but they even though they didn't intend it they didn't we do that was why definitely it's so think of it like it wasn't so much that it, it's a part of their music right to turn it off would be the thoughtful thing rather the, the like um thoughtful in a like literal sense as opposed to a care careful sense right like they would have had to put effort into not doing that because it's how they make music. Okay, got it. Just wanted to ask about that. Yes, I, I don't feel comfortable leaving it in this abandoned home now that we've, you know, broken the locks and killed the things that would keep people out of it or driven them away. I, I think it's best that we take it back to the mayor. Is that the next step? You do appear to have cleared out the mill, right? You've taken out the threats that were living there. What do you want to do next? You've got a couple other leads. You can head back to camp. What are you thinking, gang? I mean, I think, I think we should heal up a bit. Um, has anyone got any bad wounds? Yes, me. I'm a little banged up. Oh, and Eugene, you're still under the effects of poison. So it has been around. Give me a fortitude save, bud. Tight. Oh, sorry. And do I still add my... Um, it says on all saving throws, this would be one of them. Against all saving throws against poison? Yeah. Yeah, you still add that for sure. Okay, cool. So with the bonus and everything, it's a 21. 21, you've saved. Bing bong. Yeah, you are no longer poisoned. Your body has flushed it out. Nicely done, because that gets nasty after a couple rounds. Cool. I am still fucked up, though. Who do you want to try for, Drew? The professor said it first, so I'll, I'll start with him. How about that? Thank you. Yeah. Andruk got a bunch of healing done, and Leighton also chipped in on that off air, got into the healing rules, which honestly are very exciting, and I'd love to do all of that again back on air. Does that sound good? <laughs> yeah, let's bring, roll that back. Sam, I'd love to. I just don't think I have the emotional capacity to. It shook me so hard, and I'm not ready to cry for our audience. I yet. love those boundaries for standing for yourself, Morgan. That's like really I cool. think to make it authentic, though, we have to have the same load times on Archives of Nethys. So this is going to take 10 to 15 minutes, everybody. Yeah, you're going to yeah. hear some weird silences, folks. <laughs> ah, yes, 2D8. There we go. Where do you all want to go? You've got a strong box. You're all healed up. What's looking good? Uh, the professor, um, you know, hooks his thumbs into the uh, sides of his waistcoat and says, uh, Now, I know that uh, we took the time to uh, thoroughly investigate the uh, child's bedroom, but is there a... uh, Did we take the time to investigate the other bedroom up in the loft? I don't think we did, and we should probably just do that for ourselves more than anything so we don't have to 
you did run take that a sentence back. You did take a look through it. Uh, you did you did search the master bedroom, and that is how you came across the lockbox. Mm. Just for map oh, purposes, master bedroom is the one with the double bed, and then the master bedroom has the double bed. It is where you fought the air mat uh, air mattress. Yep. the air mattress, <laughs> air mattress, <laughs> and lost. Have and, we checked uh, out the bedroom to the north, though? The northern room is the child's bedroom, and right. yes, uh, Drew <laughs> did scratch that itch to look around. It. I think we should let's go back. Let's just have another peek there, just to be sure. I'm good. <laughs> I got my fill. Drew, Drew's walking every step he takes. An issue of Tiger Beat falls out of his back pocket. <laughs> All right, so the Hofton Mill does seem to be pretty thoroughly investigated at this point. What's up next? Well. What did all those other characters? Where did all those other characters tell us to go before they disappeared in a puff of smoke last time? Well, there was the one lady that was like attacked by a dog or something, right? Shouldn't we check? No, no, there wasn't there a, a dog that a boar that's uh, right, yeah, the boar. Yeah. And there are three places that you heard about that you haven't been. There is the orchard that has the boar. Uh, there is the Mad Mug, home of the Muggers gang. You were thinking about checking that out investigate perhaps the disappearance of the sheriff and then there is the church of abadar that the chubby beagle told you about no i was a cute little beagle let's go to the church it perhaps uh, in just a order of prescience maybe we go to try to find the sheriff first maybe to restore some order i could go for a nightcap yes i wouldn't mind interacting with people for, for a moment i feel like animals have been hurting us a little bit. Now, yeah, I've had a feeling this was going to be a controversial opinion. I'm sorry, Eugene. I mean, how do you think Claude feels hearing you say something like that? <laughs> I think Claude he is right enjoys his oats. And he gets oats at a tavern. I'm going to speak to Claude when you're enjoying a drink. Y you may do as you wish. I'm sure he will make a lively conversationalist. I bet he will. Guys, what are we fighting about right now? Is it because we, someone doesn't want to go to the the, the tavern? If, they, if that's I don't the case? really like the way someone's talking about my animal friends. <laughs> okay. Well, I've had to kill and fight a lot of them, and I just don't want to keep putting you through that. I, I'd love to go yeah, handle some. I did, and I'd do it again if I had to. Doesn't mean that I judge all of them. Drama, total drama island. Let's go drink. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> Well, I I could use a pint of bitter. Let's head over there. Right-ho. Are you bringing the lockbox with you to the tavern full of villains? <laughs> I think Definitely. perhaps before we no, go... No, just the scarf. <laughs> I, I, say, I say yes. I sincerely think it would be also foolish to potentially leave it. I think, yeah, perhaps we leave a note just saying, Hey, Millers, we came to look for you. Definitely looks like you weren't here. We rooted through your child's things. And took your lockbox. We might have killed your spiders. But if you want to come back, we have your box. Come find we us. We'll be drinking. Uh, Sam, does the module tell you exactly what herbs are in the herb garden? What are you looking for? So if it doesn't list, then I would like to grab um, on our way out uh, a pocket full of basil and a pocket full of mint. A pocket full of basil and a pocket full of mint. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Let me uh, let me check to see what. I didn't know this Peter Paul and Mary song. Oh my God, Morgan, this is mm -hmm. so much He's fun. Going to make a toothpaste pizza. 
Eugene <laughs> is a Peter Paul and Mary fan, not me. <laughs> All right, so uh, <laughs> a pocket full of with it. <laughs> a pocket full of basil and a pocket full of mint. Yeah, for sure. Rock um, my soul in the bosom of I really hope that Sam just looked up prevalence of those two herbs in herb gardens so that he could set percentages for this role. I did. Actually, I actually just know that I walk around with that knowledge. <laughs> nice. Uh, and yeah, you absolutely find basil and mint in this lovely little herb garden. Is there any poison ivy? No poison ivy. Bummer. It sounds like Morgan is tracking spell components. Or he just likes his food flavorful. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, I I think we're going to head to the bar. And I I don't see a reason not to bring the lockbox. We could go drop it off to the mayor. It feels like a waste of time. It's it, it is big and heavy. It weighs seven tons. No, it's just kind of heavy. But you can also leave the lockbox there and take the contents if you want to protect them. Uh, sure, I can load them into a saddlebag on the side of Claude. Yeah, I think that that is that is a more travel friendly method. If your immediate goal is not depositing the lockbox somewhere back at camp or whatnot. So you know, you have a general sense of where the Mad Mug is. It is on a road leading out of town. It's on the opposite side of town. So you make your way back along one of the main roads leading into Aberton, over a small bridge, over the River Aber, and make your way east and a little bit south on a road leading out of town. You find yourself at the Mad Mug. It is indeed a roadside tavern with a sign hanging outside with a frothy mug of beer and a very perhaps childishly drawn scowling eye set and frowny face on the mug of beer. It is a mad mug. (laughs) As you approach, there are a few people outside and they kind of look like toughs, if you will. Uh, A couple of shirts with sleeves ripped off, and each one has a tattoo of the same frothy mug of beer on an exposed shoulder. As you walk up, one of them steps forward, pushing his greasy hair back, spitting. Ain't nothing here about that merits a visit from the likes of you. What's your business? We come seeking libations. Best you keep on moving then, partner. Libations here are for the muggers. Not open for regular business, if you will. Oh, is it like really weak stuff then? Is it like special for like people who can't al- handle the alcohol? <laughs> uh, no, psych. More like stuff for people who super can And one of the other guys with a similar tattoo steps forward and says, you did a a really good start. Uh, Don't worry, I got it from here. It's more like really hard stuff that only tough folks can handle. We would hate to see y'all overdo yourselves by have... Ah, shoot. Um, We'd hate... We'd hate to see y'all kind. You can't handle it, fools. 
Oh, it's just that like we like heard that uh, the Mad Mug was was it's originally called the Bad Mug, and that you guys had some really weak stuff. I mean, no, no, it, I'm we, sure that it, was just a rumor. If you heard that, it, it was probably because uh, of how uh, badly behaved its patrons us are. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I, I mean, can, the booze is strong. I, I, think, I don't believe you is the thing. I mean, my friend, I think the one thing we can both find common ground on here is our love of booze. Now, what I'm saying is the one way to make imbibing it even more satisfying to make it a competition. What do you say? We go toe to toe drinking this stuff to show who can really handle their hooch. Well, I guess that we could try some kind of thing like that, but only after you prove your metal with your fists. Throw down, boy and throws up his dukes, ready to box Ollie's. All four of them chime in on these fisticuffs, putting their dukes up. And all four. We're going to roll for initiative. Hell yeah. These Aberton ruffians. Damn. Oh, fuck. Nice. Why? God damn it. Anytime I don't give a shit about a roll, I knock it out of the park. And every time I'm like, I want this to work out. It's dog shit. That's that's it, man. Ain't that life, you, sum- you know? You, I was gonna say you just you just summed up the whole exercise pretty. Much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, birth to death, man. That's it. <laughs> so we're all in there. These Aberton ruffians are ready to rumble. Eugene, top of the order with a twenty-seven. Layton with a twenty-one. Eugene at fourteen. The professor at thirteen. Slash. We'll find out what that means. Andruka, <laughs> nine. Sven at an eight. Eugene, you're leading off the batting order with a 27. What do you do? I'm going to move up towards them. He's coming at them. Let's go. Five, 10, 15, 20 to there. And then I would like to try and cast Tanglefoot to the Aberton Ruffian, who is southeast of me. You know what? You guys deserve some colors. Let me give you some colors here. Woo! We're going to go red. Oh, let's get some dots. We're going to get some blue. Ah. What the fuck? You know what? Green. What the hell? Yeah. Get crazy yeah. with it. What you know the what? Hell? I, you guys are going to love this. I can't wait. Orange? Oh, fuck. Pink. Pink. <laughs> fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Let's do it. Come on. Let's go. All right. So you step up to there. Is Tanglefoot a touch spell or something? Uh, no, 30 feet. 30 feet, and you want to mix it up. Um, you want to get a... Josh, you want to get Josh in your noggin, no problem. Yeah, so I do have to do a spell check on him, though. Okay. I, I'll roll it, uh, or do you roll or do I roll? I, I, I've never done this before. What? What is the text of Tanglefoot? <laughs> Here we go. Uh, a vine covered in sticky sap appears from thin air, flicking from your hand and lashing itself to the target. Attempt a spell attack against the target. If it succeeds, the target takes a minus 10-foot circumstance penalty to its speeds for one round. It can attempt to escape against your spell DC to remove the penalty. Heard. Understood. Uh, yeah, it's going to uh, attempt uh, an escape. So, you know, oh, so you roll, you know, you, no, you roll an attack. Okay, cool. So you roll your spell attack. 
And then what do I add to this roll? Uh, I imagine that you're at least trained in your spell attack DC, in your spell. So yeah. on your character sheet, it should tell you if you're trained or an expert. So spell attack? Yes, yeah, spell attack. Cool. So it's going to be for nine all day. Nine all day is a miss. You step up, try to tangle with them. It doesn't wrap them up. The Aberton ruffian down to the south of you sees you walking up, trying to whip out whip a it out. vine on his homie. So he's going to step up here, and he's going to swing at you. That is the pink ruffian all the way to the south is going to tread up about 20 feet north and a little bit west. Going to take a swing at you with his fist. That's going to be a 22 to hit. Yep. All right, coming in hot with some non-lethal damage. Bam, 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 bam. Four points of non-lethal to you, brother. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. That is one. That is two. Next up is going to swing again. Ooh, that's a natural 20. That's going to be a 23 to hit. That is a hit. So it goes up one to a crit. That's going to be double damage. Do oh, we, boy. Do we see that, or at least does Sven see that these guys are, like, not punching to kill, that it is, like, understood to be, a, a, for all intents and purposes, a knockdown, drag-out fight, but that uh, that we're not actually going to try to dispatch these guys? Um, You can give me a perception check on your turn. Right, okay, that's fine. Uh, and you have just been dealt another nine points of non-lethal damage. Oh, oh my fuck. god. Oh my god. Leighton, it's your turn. What are you going to do? I'm uncomfortable. Okay. Was Pink the one who spoke to us, or was that Red? Red was the one who spoke to you. Yeah, but Pink's the one who just fucked him up. Okay. Uh, Leighton is going to rear back on Claude and like hold a fist in the air and just yell out, Oh, this is silly. Stop this. And like closes his hand and a concussive blast of wind fires at the one who just punched um, Eugene. And I need a fortitude save from that guy. Fort of brunch. You got it. Natural 20. Fuck. Um, so oh, no. a, a harmless breeze passes across his shoulders um, and Leighton goes... Oh, a fine time to abandon me. Uh, and we'll take his final action to move up with Claude and support Eugene in combat. That brings us to the next Aberton Ruffian's turn. It is Mr. Green seeing you step up and he goes, You're trying to use the wind against us? Well, my friend, the wind has always been my ally and is going to attempt a demoralized check. Okay, that is going to be a 13 against your will save DC. Leighton is unamused. Leighton is unamused. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and is going to stay right where he is. Next up is the next Aberton Ruffian right here who looks at Eugene and says... 
You're trying to catch me up in a here tangle foot vine or some kind of crazy hootin' nanny. You can't touch me with that kind of stuff. Oh no, oh no, old Bibby is too quick for you and starts dancing his feet around. Is also going to check a demor- do a demoralized check against you. That is going to be a seven. Obviously fails living up to my narrative. It is the <laughs> professor's turn. Which is the one that called himself Old Biddy? Bibby. Bibby. And Red is Bibby. Okay. The professor um, lifts up his uh, eye patch and uh, says, You there, Bibby! In the fucking freakiest demonic voice you ever heard in your whole fucking life. And um, I'm assuming is invoking Bibby's true name? Oh. That is a good question. Come on, Sam. He said his name. Old Bibby. He did say Old Bibby. I'm going to give you a 75% chance that that is what he considers his true name to be. I mean, it's his war cry. It's his pride. And I rolled a 74. Oh, oh my God. No. So you get it. 75% chance oh, that, that under. was his name. Oh, under, yeah. under, under, or over. It doesn't matter. 75% chance that, 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 uh, that it is his name. You identify old Bibby by his own tongue. That spell works. I forget exactly what devastating effects it has on him, but, uh, uh that is a all one it does action is, spell. It is flat footed against my spells and takes a negative two circumstance penalty to saving throws against them. All right. In addition, the first time this turn, the target takes damage from one of your spells, his weakness to that damage equal to double the level of invoke true name. I'll two. be hitting... I'm sorry? So two, right? I mean, when you put it that way, it sounds fucking lame, but yeah, two. <laughs> Great. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Piece of shit spell. Uh, I'm never doing that again. So I'll be hitting him with produce flame. All right. It's a baby barbecue. (laughs) Let's give it a try. When keeping it real goes wrong. (laughs) That is a uh, 23 to hit. That's a 23 hits. Oh, excellent. That's a, that's a, that, that is a, uh, that is a crit. Oh, hooray! Oh, no. oh boy, okay. we're gonna catch a case now. This is not good. Sven's <laughs> right, is... like, let me just quickly see if maybe this is just a fist fight, and the professor's like, no, no, I'm well, very well armed. Yeah, yeah. So the professor, the professor now, his uh, golden red eye is like blazing fire. Two fireballs are st- like not fireballs. I shouldn't say it because it's a different spell, but two. Uh, fire uh, flames are starting to come out of his uh, the palms of his hands aiming towards old Bibby Uh, it's a two and a (laughs) and a one so wait I'm sorry how are we doing crit damage in this version so is there a critical effect to this spell yes there is what is it the target will take double damage and 1d4 persistent fire damage but how are we doing double damage because I double damage we, were... we roll dice twice and you add whatever modifiers there are standard doubling but we don't double the bonuses you double the, the bon- you double the bonuses okay as standard okay. and you and instead of doubling the damage dice you roll two dice okay I got it got it what I'm unclear on is whether or not that weakness doubles I'm gonna say yes. 
No, I don't think uh, it does. It doesn't. Uh, I no. think it does. <laughs> you really want that's, to kill this guy. That's 11 points. Well, he's out of, I mean, he's out of control now. He invoked the true name. That's 11 points of fire damage. And Bibby is immediately covered in third degree burns and drops. <laughs> Just, uh, I, uh, the professor puts his eye patch on and goes, uh, uh, Oh my! Uh, just a uh, a uh, friendly <laughs> barroom uh, brawl. Coming up, <laughs> Averton ruffian number three, blue guy, runs in, looks at his friend get barbecued, and goes ah, and sprints inside, yelling, "Bruana, Bruana, they've got!" Fire! They've got fire! Next up is Andruk. Andruk, what do you do? Um, for sure he's gonna go try to uh, help that ruffian. He's got flamethrower. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, uh, sorry about that. Um, so he's gonna move and then I guess use battle medicine. Here we go. Oh man, I hope you got it. Do you have a hero point right now? I mean, this seems like kind of critical. Um, that's a 19. 19 is a success. Uh, nice. plus six is 25. Well so that's actually critical success. Crit success, crit Woo! success. So that's 4d8. Um, eight and eight is 16 points of healing for old Biddy. Yes. You also stop. <laughs> stop leading. Persistent. Please stop leading. <laughs> yeah, you also put him out because the persistent fire damage was still him being on fire. Please stop sizzling. Please stop sizzling. <laughs> yeah, so you're able to put old Bibby out. He remains on the map. <gasps> and his eyes are wide. He's clearly in shock. Sven, you're up. Uh, Sven, Sven is going to uh, maybe try to to defuse the situation a bit here. As he passes Professor on his way, he's like, what the fuck, Professor? Read the room. <laughs> <laughs> um, and steps over. My, my friends, my friends, uh, uh, and I guess I'm rolling diplomacy here. Yeah. I'm going to try a diplomacy check to... Just, just, what are you going to, what do you, what do you want to say? Uh, my friends, I, I apologize on behalf of my, uh, rather exuberant friend here. Uh, perhaps maybe we skip to the drinking competition, if that is at all salvageable at this point. No, I think we've proven our might. Okay, roll the check. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that will be, uh... 16. Nice. A 16 diplomacy against Pink right here. I mean, he just watched his friends almost, he watched his friend just die, basically, and get brought <laughs> back to life. Like, his friend was about to die. And he's just like, you want to you want to drink with us right now? I, I think you no. want us to drink right now. <laughs> Thanks so. Um... And he's just, he's just wide-eyed. His hands are up. His hands are up. His hands are up. That is Sven's turn. That's the end of round one. Uh, round one saw a lot of action. You two <laughs> went up with a tangle foot. Another guy came, threw a couple punches at him. Sven, at that point, wondered whether or not this was a super violent or non-lethal competition. I told him to wait. I told him to wait, and then the professor barbecued one of them, sent him to the infernal pits of hell with a ton of fire damage. Eugene, it is your turn. Boy. 
<laughs> so Eugene's gonna look at uh, Bibby and the other guys. He's gonna be like, I think we got off on the wrong foot. <laughs> We're just a couple of dudes looking to have a beer, chill out from what has already been an extremely stressful day. And mind you, we're willing to pay full price for whatever it is that y'all drink inside this establishment. So maybe we could all just cool it. And as a token of my appreciation, I could offer you a handful of freshly picked mint. <laughs> it happens to be some of the finest mint I have ever smelled in my life. And if you find yourself in a scenario where, who knows, maybe your mouth is a little ripe. Couple of these leaves on your tongue will do you right, brother. How's that sound? So the Aberton ruffian directly to your south is Pink, whom Sven just tried to talk to and is gibbering idiot. Uh, assuming you're talking to old Bibby, uh, to your immediate south. Bibby the burned. Bibby the burned, whose head is still being cradled in Andrew's hand. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take the minute. <laughs> Freshly scabbed. <clears throat> uh, Leighton, we're passing their turns because they're pretty fucked up and freaked out. Uh, it's your turn. Do, does Leighton think that magical healing might solve some of this problem? Bibby's all healed up. I guess I'm asking more as like a flavor thing, Sam. Like as part of our diplomacy efforts, could I remove pain, right? Because like he has like poultices and he has natural sort of medical, surgical, whatever techniques from Druk, but he hasn't been like divinely restored anyway and i'm wondering if i can ease this in some way that's your call there anything we can do for his ptsd this is formed by being molotov <laughs> right so, <laughs> so right i mean gonna, i could have claude crush his head like a sour <laughs> melon mechanically right mechanically right the the game doesn't distinguish between magical and medicinal healing right now so what druk has done is get him up to healing he has made a, a serious effort, and because he has this battle medicine and he crit on it, the, the dude came back to life. You know what I mean? However, maybe it scars, right? Maybe battle medicine is different than magical healing because, like, magical healing will immediately leave no trace. There's no more healing to be done, whereas battle med medicine does. Mechanically, they're the same, but we can decide right now that there is a difference and it sort of resides in that, I don't know, aesthetic or experiential difference. I think it's the experiential, right? Like, cause he would be healing under poultices and my hope, and that healing is painful. My hope is that maybe this alleviates the pain. Yeah, go for it. Okay. So Leighton is going to use, um, he's going to reach down off of Claude and touch this guy and hit him with a one action heal for four points and i'm gonna ask for some kind of uh words to go along with this maybe yeah. mechanical maybe not but i'm gonna let that like the i just want to hear what you say as you do this with him. that's great because my my third action here because i have to hop off the horse is going to be a, um using my group diplomacy mm -hmm. uh make an impression so Leighton hops off, looks at Drew, and sort of like nods, and is like, oh, that's good, good. No, that, that'll hold excellently on the road. Let me just see if I can. And he reaches down and sort of grabs him by the side of the shoulders and says, help with a little bit of the red. Uh, and you watch it sort of leach out into his hands um, as if it's like pulling the pain 
out through the skin. And he puts that away, looks up and says, listen, we are travelers, we are new in town, and we have been asked to help your town. We're sorry that this got carried away, but you understand we are not trained fighters. We respond to a threat immediately and to save ourselves. And that's what the professor was doing in this moment. And, and I hope that we can just have a conversation at this point and then go our separate ways. Um, and he's going to try the diplomacy role. Cool. Go for it. Uh, and I'm wondering if I can use my lore roads because it's a roadhouse. No. But in another situation, yes. Sure. For other things. I hear you. Uh, dog shit on the die. That's going to be an eight. It's okay. The The healing was 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 a big thing to do. Now, as you finish off and you're looking at old Bibby, out from the roadhouse steps a dwarf with red hair tied up in a bun, a leather padded jerkin looking mighty pissed off. And she says, my name's Pruana Two Punch and this here's Violet and a grizzled old goat steps out of the roadhouse right behind her. Yeah. A goat that looks mean if ever a goat looked mean. <laughs> she says, y'all are out here fucking with my boys, and I don't appreciate that. Now you better explain yourselves, or you're going to understand why they call me Two Punch. And that's where we're going to leave it for this week. Oh, boy. Yep, yep, Woo! yep. You went to the roadhouse, you barbecued a dude, and yeah. now you're talking to the boss. <laughs> well, we went uh, right through middle management. <laughs> <laughs> Efficient. <laughs>